The content of this podcast is personal opinion of the hosts and guests and is not to be taken, interpreted, or perceived as medical advice on the practice of medicine. There are some things that I don't think that they're clearly thinking through. And to put somebody with a trade school license in an OR to run my anesthesia, no freaking thank you. Hi, welcome to the Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Aesthetic Anne, registered nurse and certified aesthetic nurse specialist. And I am your other host, Sarah, the consumer. <laughs> the consumer. I have no special titles we'll except give, mom. That's my favorite title right now. We'll give you, yeah, M-O-M. Yeah. So Sarah <laughs> Odell, M-O-M. Perfect. <laughs> We're just going to jump right in to today's topic, which is... Today's topic is about what's going on with the Texas Medical Board and aesthetic nurses, namely why the Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition was formed and who they are and what we're doing. T-A-N-C. T-A-N-C. We have a Facebook page. We have a website where you can donate and be a part, and we're going to talk more about that. And we have a special guest today. So and why don't you introduce our guest? We have a fantastic guest today. He's very important to T-A-N-C. His name is Andrew Cates. And he is our lobbyist. So we are a big time organization. Mm -hmm. We are truly the meaning of organization. We are organized. <laughs> so and, and he helps us do that. Andrew has been helping us navigate those waters, which um, can be kind of treacherous. Yeah. And so a lot of people may not understand exactly what's going on. And on top of that, a lot of people may not understand exactly what we have accomplished and what our end goal is. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give it to Andy and let him introduce himself. He is an attorney by trade. He's a Juris Doctorate, and I'll let him take it from there. Hi, Andy. Hey, how's it going? We're doing great. How are you doing this morning? Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, my name is Andy Cates. I, um, I am an attorney. I've been an attorney for, uh, gosh, about 12 years now. Um, and I've been a lobbyist here at the Capitol for about the last 10. Um, I've been with the Texas Association of Realtors. I was at the Capitol for about three years. Um, and most recently, I was with the Texas Nurses Association for four and a half years before leaving to start my own practice. So now I am retained by uh, the coalition and uh, I'm happy to uh, answer any questions. Uh, I want to let people know your work with Texas Nurse Association was what is extremely attractive to us because healthcare, as you know, and I think you'll probably touch on it at some point in our discussion, healthcare is kind of an animal of its own and it can be tricky and not everybody understands it. And then you couple that with politics, right? It Then you've really got something to navigate. So um, we'll, let's let's just... Basically, tell people exactly what Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition is and why we formed it. Sure. So the Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition is uh, a 501c4 organization, uh, which means it's it's a social welfare slash political organization um, that I helped um, Anne and others set up uh, this summer so that we could uh, form together, bring money in, uh, pay for those things that need to be paid for. And specifically, really, I mean, it was set up to kind of push back on the Texas Medical Board and the things that they were doing at the time that really 
endangered and uh, scared a lot of aesthetic nurses uh, at the state agency regulatory level. So um, it's comprised of aesthetic nurses around the state. Uh, anybody can give money to it and become a member. Consumers can uh, as well. Okay, so to give a little bit of background about uh, exactly what the medical board, kind of what started this, what got nurses involved, is in 2013, the medical board created what they call the aesthetic rule, 193.17, I can say that in my sleep, and it specifically targeted or tried to make clear what physicians and nurses and medical people could do for non-surgical aesthetic treatments, namely Botox, fillers, and lasers, things like that. Well, and Andy, you can jump in here at any moment if you need to correct me, but it's my understanding that the medical board should be... Oh, you're outside. It sounds so nice. <laughs> the, we the can hear those birds in the background. Yeah. <laughs> the medical board should be focusing on physicians and and protecting the public in that manner and holding physicians to their licenses. However, in that instance, what they did is they started kind of encroaching upon the nurse's license and stating what nurses could and couldn't do. So there was a handful of nurses and some business people. They got together and sued the medical board. And in that lawsuit we were able to show that there was not a reasoned justification for the medical board regarding patient safety to do what they did, which was basically try to take the right of nurses away, the, the right of injecting. So a big part of our argument is why is aesthetic medicine different than any other part of medicine when in the hospital I had been doing and nurses all over the state of Texas are doing much more dangerous procedures, giving much more dangerous drugs that take more care. And yes, it is still under the, the direction of a physician, but so should be a med spa. So med spa practices um, and aesthetic practice should not be any different than any other area of medicine. Then things were quiet for a while, and around February or March of last year, of 2019, um, they kind of started rearing their ugly head. And that's where you and I met. We met at the Capitol when we had a meeting together with one of the um, legislators there. And you were very helpful with that meeting, and it's kind of gone from there. So now I'm going to throw it back to you in that at this point, can you explain what Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition goals are? Because I think that people might think that we're just kind of being like children and kicking and screaming and throwing a fit. And when the, the real truth is aesthetic medicine is not the only place um, in nursing that is being attacked with our scope of practice. And the other point that we'll touch on later is the fact that this whole thing is a patient safety issue and the rules that are before the medical board right now that will be looked at in March. And when you look at what they're wanting to do there, it's absolutely not taking care of patient safety. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree. The medical board has broad authority over physicians. Uh, they also have pretty broad authority over physician assistants. But anybody else that they try to regulate, and they try to regulate a lot of people because they try to say that um, – 
you know, everything essentially is the practice of medicine and should be regulated by the medical board and should be performed by a doctor or overseen by a doctor. Anybody else, nurses, radiologists, uh, you know, physical therapists, anybody, I mean, they have their own boards. We have a board of nursing. You know, the board of nursing regulates nurses, regulates advanced practice nurses. Um, and if the medical board tries to reach into uh, that area, then it's an overreach and they get slapped down most of the time. Um, one of the specific ways that that happened recently was with telemedicine. Uh, they tried to tell Teladoc that what they were doing was the practice of medicine and um, that they couldn't operate anymore because they weren't establishing physician-patient relationships in person with people. Um, and that resulted in a federal trade lawsuit, an antitrust lawsuit. Uh, the executive director of the medical board lost her job. And uh, the capital came in and said, you know, you can't do that. And we want you to promulgate rules that will allow them to stay here. When they came up with the rules that we're talking about for uh, med spas, their intent that they say uh, out loud, at least, is that, you know, all of these non-surgical cosmetic medical procedures is the term for it, um, are the practice of medicine. And they should be either done or overseen by a physician and that med spas should be owned by physicians. Well, med spas aren't currently owned by physicians because they don't have to be. And so when you try to go and unring that bell and say retroactively that all of these med spas are now potentially illegally owned and physicians have to be able to come in and, and take ownership of them, that's the definition of anti-trade and right. anti-competition. Right, and which so, was, I was um, there when you brought that up, which was absolutely brilliant. That was a public meeting, and um, and it kind of stopped them in their tracks. And, and also, I just want to make a clarification. There's a lot of physicians that co-own med spas or have partnerships, but they were trying to say that physicians had to 100% own the med spa, right. and that was the big problem. Right. Well, that's what, you know, they, they would say that out loud that they, you know, it's because it's dangerous and da, 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 da. But I mean, really, if you, if you get down to the heart of it, they want, they know that med spas are extremely profitable and they want their piece of the pie. Right. Um, they and want to make sure that they get some of that money. Right. And let's just, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, right. It's all about the money, but... If med spas and these non-surgical cosmetic procedures, which I agree is the practice of medicine, if it is done properly within the guidelines of how every other practice of medicine is done, there should be no problem at all. The problem is physicians, now this is my ever so humble opinion and it's my podcast so I can give it. <laughs> um, the problem in my opinion is that the, the medical board was not governing and um, overseeing their physicians properly. Physicians were going out there. They were creating even verbal contracts, not even written contracts, no orders of delegation, nothing. They were, they were getting with people, even nurses, and nurses um, were you know, ignorant of this, and opening med spas and basically not really overseeing anything. They were just a name. 
they were like, oh, I'll be your medical director for $1,500, $1,200, $2,000 a month. I'll be your medical director and you can order everything under my name and use my license and everything's fine. And that's a problem because when physicians don't look at any of those charts, they don't look at the processes and the procedures and the systems and anything that is going on at that med spa, that is a patient safety issue. So I want to make it clear with the, with my audience that I do not want to run Renegade and nor do I want other nurses or medical professionals to be running Renegade. I want the med spa industry to be run as any other industry that includes medicine. And therein, again, we have the caveat in that you have a retail business, a, a cash pay business, um, mixed with medicine. And I think that's what has been some of the difficulty. And I'm all for reining it in and making sure that these retail businesses are operating uh, properly in the medical world. Kind of, Can you give us a little bit of the future of what we're looking at? So the rules that they that they have forward right now, that they, the medical board proposed, they removed the section about um, physician ownership required of all med spas. They removed that, mm-hmm. which is good. Yes. What they didn't do, though, they they expanded the definition of who can inject mm-hmm. um, and who can be who can be delegated to to inject uh, to include basically anybody that has any kind of uh, professional license in the state. Uh, theoretically, under their new rules, I could be delegated to because I'm a licensed attorney. Uh, <laughs> I could be delegated to to inject Botox. Or, yeah. you know, I mean, pretty much anyone who has a driver's health. license could <laughs> inject, right? Right, exactly. Um, and we fought with them and fought with them and told them that this is not the right thing to do. And uh, they did not take our, our recommendations and they proposed the rules as they were. Um, that said that. So we submitted comments and a number of other people submitted comments. They are still reviewing those and they, uh, they can take them up again in March to decide whether or not they want to change them or adopt them. But the comment period has ended. So, uh, mm-hmm. people can't comment at this point, but, uh, rest assured that we submitted comments on that. So I want to come back to that when you say the comment period has ended, I want to come back yep. to what we can do in the interim. Um, however, you know what, what just blows me away. I don't understand how this is a patient safety issue because when they first proposed these almost a year ago and they were saying the 100% you know, physician ownership, and that was going to make things safer, and yada yada yada. Um, they were also very vague on on who could inject, um, but it was more in the favor of like NPPA physician type. And now they've done a complete 180 in that, as you said, anybody with a license, which I'm, I like what Sarah said, a driver's license in the state of Texas can do these procedures, which is extremely dangerous. And, you know, Botox, I've mentioned many times on my podcast, Botox, honestly, is not necessarily that dangerous. It's the fillers. It's the things that can occlude and create necrosis of somebody's face and lose lose part of their nose. Um, it creates blindness. It can create blindness. Um, you know, there's... And, and when you have these things going on, you also need to have additional medical um, processes and procedures in place in order to help um, reverse these or, or basically take care of that emergent situation. 
Um, so to me, that just makes no sense how any of that is making the public safer. And, and that's really what I want our listeners to understand. Yeah, I mean, what, they, what they're saying basically is that they, they think it's a patient safety issue because they want it completely consolidated under the physician's uh, delegation power. They don't want anybody to be able to have it in their own scope of practice. They want to be able to say, you know, the physician owns the ability to decide who does this. And it's, that's just not, that's not the way that the world works. Nurses have their own scope of practice and this is within the scope of practice of an aesthetic nurse. Yeah. That's like saying parents should be able to decide when their children can drive a car. No, really the state should regulate that. Well, so in that, okay, nurses cannot create the physician-patient relationship, they cannot diagnose, and they cannot prescribe, okay? I don't want to do that. If I wanted to do that, I would go to NP school and write 150,000 papers in less than two years. I really don't want to do that. Um, Now, when it comes to those things, that's really simple, like I said, you just operate like any other area of medicine. Um, the physician oversees the med spa. The physician has the delegation orders. Everybody understands what their scope of practice is. Everybody stays in their lane. Everybody operates in their scope of practice. I can stick needles in people's faces. I can do IM injections. I can do sub-Q injections. I can take orders. I can read orders and say, oh, okay, this physician wants me to put this amount of drug into this person by this route, I can figure that out. It's very, that's in my scope of practice. Um, but what they're wanting to do is say, no, you know, your board of nursing rules don't apply to you in this area. Um, and I've used the term cherry picking. And so anyway, that's, um, that's kind of what's going on. So moving forward, um, what can people do when they hear the podcast and they're not happy with it? They miss the comment period. Um, can we flood somebody's center with calls? Can we write? Can we still write? Can we give money? You know, what exactly, Andy, at this point, can we do for Texas Aesthetic Nurses and the coalition in their support? So just to back up a little bit, the this issue is a much broader issue than just as it applies to aesthetic nurses. Yes. It, it, is, it is really a, um, it's a scope of practice issue yes. that, that is one that's been for lack of a better word, litigated, um, fought over a lot at the Capitol um, time and time again between physicians and nurses overall. You know, it's, it's, it's part of a broader uh, scope of practice fight. You know, I'll tell you one of, the, one of the questions we get all the time is, isn't this something that the Texas Nurses Association should be doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> or aren't they already doing it? And the answer is yes and no. Uh, they are already doing it at the APRN nurse practitioner level mm-hmm. to fight for scope of practice. But I'll tell you, I mean, I, I came from there. I was there for four and a half years. They have a limited staff. Um, they have a limited membership. And um, we had to pick and choose the big issues that we were able to take on for bandwidth purposes um, there was only so much time in the day, only so much mm-hmm. that we could do that I could do. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm saying that I believe TNA will not take this issue up as a priority issue. Um, and it's going to be up to us yes. to get it done on our own. 
because they're just not going to have the time. Yes. And so, you know, yeah, the comment period has closed on these comments right at this moment, but uh, that doesn't mean that it's over. Uh, like I said, the medical board is, is going to be taking it up again in March if we get any kind of indication that they're going to adopt or uh, push forward on it, then we would, you know, we very much need to have email addresses for, for contacts uh, of nurses and consumers around the state to be able to, you know, we can only, we can only activate as many people as we have contact information for. Right. And so we need people to join as members of the coalition, um, get active in your community and, and, you know, let us know that you want us to come to your community. We have been, you know, and you and I have talked about, uh, you know, quite a bit about doing some sort of a road show about setting up fundraisers and events in Dallas, San Antonio, Houston. Which we are having our first event in Plano. It's, of course, a fundraiser. That's what we've been talking about. We encourage you to come. Please be there. It'll be in Plano. Dr. Yaker's office, he's a plastic surgeon. Come out, join us. We're going to have food, beverages, and, of course, info presented by Andrew. Check it out on our Facebook page. It's up and we just we need to have you guys there. And of course, this is the first of many because we'll be going to Houston, San Antonio, Austin. Yeah. So we just need we need people to engage with us on Facebook and on the website. Uh, let us know if you want us to come to your area and uh, help us get more people engaged and and you know set up as members of the coalition so that mm-hmm. we can activate you when we need it. Yes, and so thank you for bringing up the, the TNA because I do get that question. Why is the Texas, the Texas Nurse Association not doing anything about it? And as you said, they, all, they already have a full plate. They're trying to take care of the advanced practice nurses. And yeah, and, you know, look, it's not fair, and it's not, uh, it, it's, it's not ideal. It's not fair to everybody else, certainly. Right. But, um, you know, oh, but that's the way I, it is. I was there for four and a half years. You can blame me as much as anybody. <laughs> uh, you know, at some point, we've just got to step out and do it ourselves. Yeah. And I, I want to make a point about something else, if that's okay, with the CRNAs. Um, part of those proposed rules, it had to do with aesthetic nurses. It didn't only have to do with aesthetic nurses. Like, how long was that document? Hundreds of pages. Yeah. Like two, 200 and something, 300 and something. Yeah. yeah. So included in that document, they also wanted to take out CRNAs, which is, you know, the, the nurse anesthetist, and put in techs. And, you know, that's a huge public safety issue. Um, we're not focused... have been focused... wanting to do that for years. Yeah. And, yeah. and I say that because I want the public to understand everybody thinks that the medical board is truly working in their best interest. And you know what? I, I'm not going to throw them under the bus completely. I do think that they have some good intentions. However... There are some things that I don't think that they're clearly thinking through. And to put somebody with a trade school license in an OR to run my anesthesia, no freaking thank you. That, and it, that is absolutely insane. So I just I want the public to know that, yes, there are so many other nursing issues just besides aesthetic nurses. And so we kind of had to take up our torch and take care of ourselves and, and create the coalition so that we can get things done, hire somebody like you that is super smart, um, super savvy, and can help us navigate this particular issue. And you've done a great job. So um, we're kind of coming to a close here real quick. But can you please also explain to people, since we formed the coalition, 
what have we actually been able to accomplish and do? Sure. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we started from zero, uh, this summer and we created a C4. We've got people in the door. We've got money in the door, uh, to, to help us pay for and, and push forward some of these issues. Um, we have engaged at the medical board already. Mm-hmm. We got put on the stakeholder group to talk about these rules after, uh, we engaged a number of people, which is a and, big, huge uh, deal. Big deal. What was that? It's yeah. A, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a very big deal. You know, they recognize us as a legitimate organization is what that means. Right. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot of people engaged on it. We got, um, uh, a lot of visibility. We got to the table as stakeholders. Mm-hmm. We gave them the fear of God by saying that it was antitrust mm-hmm. um, and anti-competition. And then we've been talking to legislators already. We've sat down with legislators to to um, to, to get our issues forward on that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, this is really just the start. I mean, we've done a lot, but it's only six months worth, and that's a lot. But I mean, that, that's not there's more. even remotely, there, there's, that's not even as a drop in the bucket compared to where else we're going with right. this. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to fight during session. We're going to try to file bills. We're going to try to, you know, protect the scope of practice of aesthetic nurses and, and keep unlicensed people from putting patients at risk. Yeah. Now they're trying to make it, uh, they, they still want to charge higher prices, but by having non-licensed people in there, they can pay them less. So I understand them trying to broaden their their spread on their on their revenues. I get that. But at the same time, you don't do that um, at the expense of the consumer and their safety. Okay, thank you so much, Andrew. I appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you for being our guest today. And I will be talking to you later. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. All right, bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening and for sharing. Follow us on Facebook at Texas Aesthetic Nurse Coalition. And you can also donate on our website, which is txaestheticnursecoalition.org and that's where you can also contact us, reach out to us. If you have anything for Anne personally, you can email us at aestheticannrn at gmail.com or follow her on Instagram at aestheticannrn in her Facebook page. Please get involved. Please be a part of this fight. It is for the good of the med spa. It is for the good of injectors. It is for the good of patients and the public. Share this with your clients. Share this with your nurse injector friends. Share this with your family if they care about your job and your well-being and share this with anyone you know. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye now. Bye.